Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Summer. Hello and welcome to another edition of the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Happy summer to you. And LT in the back. Hail Payman. Tonight we have a wonderful guest. A, a classic, timeless classic, Brother Zach. Honored. And <laughs> this is a heavily anticipated film tonight. Mm-hmm. The movie is Midsummer. And we are mid-summer, and we are at the Shitty Walk. Oh. How do we end up at the Universal City Walk tonight? Hot at the Shitty Walk. Why the hell are we here? <laughs> no one knows. No, no one can no, say. No, no explanation. <laughs> where the masses come together. But we're here. We're going to see it. We're going to see what all the hype is about. This is a two and a half hour film, guys. The Heaven's mm-hmm. Gate of Heaven's Heaven's Gate movies. <laughs> <laughs> it is the latest from Ari Aster of Hereditary fame. Yeah, and covered on this very podcast. Yes, it was. Zach, you you should have been on that episode. You were very passionate mm. about Hereditary. You know, yeah. I had a just a great time uh, at the theater with that one. I'm not a huge horror guy, mm-hmm. but I I almost always love when people are pushing horror to unexpected places, like with the form. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was. I thought it was a really exciting debut film well it seems even like in, even in even in its mess like even where it didn't land sure it was ambitious it, it was, was ambitious. pushing it was pushing it it was original it was entertaining the experience was so exciting when people would spot any of the characters in the shadows dwelling in the fringes of the frame you know and you'd hear audience members spotting it like 30 seconds later like it was you remember that it's a memorable movie experience yes and it's a movie experience that splits people so some people are fully on board and some people are just like what is this silly nonsense Oh, that's fine. And that that's ideal. And that's ideal for this podcast. Yeah. Because if all the pre-release buzz is to be believed, this movie's got no shortage of fucked up shit going on in it. Right. Yeah, very stark imagery. And at this two and a half hours... It's going to wear you down, man. Who it's knows? Gonna, it's going to wear you down. Yeah. Who knows what's going on I've been in this? trying not to get spoilers. Now, LT, this is a two and a half hour film. I've already stated it twice... What, what's your plan? How are you going to stay awake? You just ate a big old Cinnabon from yep. the Shitty Walk. Had a Cinnabon because <laughs> the line at Voodoo Donuts was too long. That's a sugar spike and a- then a crash. After some appetizers at Buca de Beppo. So <laughs> I think you're, uh, you're fucked, I'm, right? I'm on, I'm on a, <laughs> you're pretty I'm much on a done. Bean wavelength. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm man. But no edibles. No edibles, oh, but I God. am uh, ready to see the light. 
Can, can I just do a Prius-wide poll? Sure. Is Brother Lucas going to make it into the second hour no. of this movie? No. Uh, no? That's, that's, that's a no. That's two no's from me. I, I, vote, I vote no. The whole front seat is a no. <laughs> I'm an optimist. Okay. I want to see Brother Lucas rise to the challenge. I do too. And meet the movie I have a in feeling the theater. I, I have a feeling it will I'm gonna, be I'm hard. I'm a third no. I'm a third no. It'll, it'll be very hard for anyone to, to, be, no hope. to be able to fall asleep during this movie. Abandon hope, everyone. I have a everyone. feeling there's going to be a lot of writhing and wailing and screaming and crying. I don't think this is going to be a sleepy movie. Lucas, well, the bar is set. You're not going to make it 20 minutes into this thing. <laughs> you're not going to make it through the trailers, dude. Like, Who are you kidding? Speaking of which, we better get going if we yeah. want to see those right. trailers. Well, we, there's everything else we're going to say is speculative. So I think we just dive in, we drink deeply of the grog that it offers us, and goddamn, we're going to figure out what we just saw when we come out of it. Oh, yeah. Love and light and holy shit. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. <sighs> Shitty woke! It happened one summer. like another world it's amazing do people just sleep here yeah all the younger ones until we turn 36 and then we move to the laborers house why 36 well we think of life like the seasons so you're a child until you're 18 and that's spring and then at some point we all do our pilgrimage which is between 18 and 36 and that's summer and then from uh, 36 to 54 we're a working age which is fall and then finally, from 54 to 72, you become a mentor. What happens at 72? <laughs> and we are back. Did we survive? School. 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 We picked up a very, very, very special guest. You guys, you guys ain't ready for this. You guys ain't ready for this. <laughs> the one, the only. BFF is here. You can be my best friend. You can be my BFF. Can you believe Woo! that shit? Welcome. Welcome, BFF. Prepare to be disappointed. No. The much ballyhooed. Much ballyhooed, and for good reason. It's LT's BFF in the flesh. He's real. He's not my imaginary friend. It's true. You barely paid me to be here. You saw this movie, from what I understand, you saw this movie last night. I had to go see it last night. And you came all the way to the shitty walk, parked, 
and entered the premises just to be here tonight with us in person. Yes, during the end credits when I got up to leave, I, I turned around and lo and behold in the dark, there was my BFF waiting for me. Oh. And the first words out of his mouth were, did you stay awake for the whole thing? <laughs> well, and from the BFF's mouth, so goes it for us all. LT, did you stay awake for this two and a half hour feature? 1,000%. Holy yes. shit. Oh, so proud of you. Proving oh all God. the doubters wrong. Uh, we got a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We have a podcast. It's a full I, house. Now, LT is wearing completely white clothing tonight in the spirit of the film. School. Yeah. And I could see those gleaming white pants. It was a full theater, so we were not sitting next to each other. You were already on my shit list for that. <laughs> But I could see your gleaming white outfit moving around. I could see your legs shifting at certain parts, so I knew you were awake for some of it. But kudos to you, sir. Thank you. All right, so BFF, what's your history with Ari Aster? What, what's your temperature on Hereditary? I loved Hereditary. Okay. Probably among my favorite movies of that year when it came out. There we go. Yeah, so loved you, it. So you were ready for this. Oh, absolutely. Uh, before we get into it, Brother Bishke... What's that schnapps all about? It's schnapps is from rotten, toma rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Danny and Christian are a young American couple with their relationship on the brink of falling apart. But after a family tragedy keeps them together, a grieving Danny invites herself to join Christian and his friends on a trip to a once-in-a-lifetime midsummer festival in a remote Swedish village. What begins as a carefree summer holiday in a land of eternal sunlight takes a sinister turn when the insular villagers invite their guests to partake in festivities that render the pastoral paradise increasingly unnerving and viscerally disturbing. From the visionary mind of Ari Aster <laughs> comes a dread-soaked cinematic fairy tale where a world of darkness unfolds in broad daylight. Mm, there it is. That's pretty saucy. That's a good, mm -hmm. solid schnapps. That's a solid schnapps. Yeah, 824. Was, yeah. Uh, I feel hashtag blessed that Brother Zach, you have been a guest on two of the all-time drug trip movies. It's true. <laughs> there was Climax. Yeah. And now this. How did you end up on these particular episodes? Because I need cinema to take me on these trips. <laughs> yeah. To where I dare not go myself. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, as someone who has been to that particular uh, end of that rainbow, this movie is mushrooms it lives it it breathes it i have never seen another movie that captures that essence so clearly yeah no i can <laughs> i can vouch for the um the aesthetic the visual aesthetic as well as the like emotional beats of of, of tripping or the yeah just like when things kick in or just the trails or the the, the constant breathing like everything's moving or yes. pulsating and that that was very fine-tuned, and I, I couldn't help but think of like the countless hours spent in the sound mix of them just tweaking every level of every single and frame. Just tweaking out themselves. There are moments in this movie where every pixel is breathing its own breath rhythmically. Mm -hmm. But the story, yeah, the schnapps pretty much sets it up. Our main character is, is grieving the loss of her sister and her parents. Yeah. Um, and, well, I mean, it starts off, my bone count was... At its highest okay. in the first chapter, you were feeling it. I was feeling it. I was I was a little nervous going into the theater. Uh, you were scared, as you might recall on the Hereditary cast. Uh, Ari Aster and I 
Um, you were a little hesitant. I was a little hesitant. And a lot of people I know and love and respect <laughs> love that film. <laughs> and and I was not sure if I was on board. You're but, guarding your but heart. But it was a but, cold open in the very like strict, strictest sense of the word temperature. Because it was like, it was, was not what I was expecting. It's like yeah. dark... It was so winter. Re- it was very real. It was yes. very cold, real. and you're like, "Wait a second! Isn't this supposed to be the summertime?" Yeah. And it stays there for a minute. Like he it played- doesn't. It doesn't uh, move at your normal steady clip. Like that cold open is at least. This movie has. Minutes. I think we can all agree. This movie has a pace all its own. It is not concerned with you wanting it to move at a certain clip. Yeah. It is doing exactly whatever it, it's. It's like a drug that's taking you on the trip that it wants to take you on. Your preconceived notions needn't apply here. BFF, what were you feeling in the early going? Hard to say. At first, I wasn't quite on board, actually. Because hmm. um, I kind of... Ex- I mean, how does this... Spoilers are okay? Spoilers, oh, spoilers are, are okay. I mean, yeah. At this point, no, if you're going to see 100%, this... Yeah. Well, you're expecting, all, yeah. you're expecting some kind of... Uh, a reveal of some sorts and as soon as there's a shot of parents like sleeping on their backs in the beds like okay this is bad you know <laughs> ominous. i don't know. need to wait so a ominous. 10 minute but i was so i wasn't disliking it but there's a sense of i'm waiting for the next gear to happen and sure. once they got to sweden i was like okay now i, I can sort of it takes a good minute to get to which sweden which is fine yeah and and the conversations kind of have a circular they, they go on a bit but to me, that felt real. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I it, thought they didn't... Yeah, go ahead. I, I'm sorry, but the, I thought the build-up for me to Sweden was kind of the sweet spot. I mean, in, in terms nice. in terms of... Um, Anything's possible at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the first... Um, once we get to Sweden, the first mushroom trip where she has a very bad time, I thought was pretty excellent in its, in its handling. They... I mean, they set this up perfectly. Like... We've probably all been that guy who is the main guy, Christian, who's kind of a, a new Chris Pratt that's coming up. Like, he yeah. seems like he's, <laughs> he's, he's been uh, incubating to be the next Chris Pratt. And then the main actress, Danny, we've all either been him or we've been her. They have this fraught relationship that just, it, I was laughing with recognition through all of well, it. Well, the, the, like, the, oh, the setup is that they're both... She's concerned he's going to break up with her because of her traumatic family life that she keeps oversharing. And he and his friends are egging him on. You got to break up with her. She's, you know, this isn't fair to you. And so that's kind of building up when the triple family suicide happens and then he can't break up with her. And then... And then we fast forward to about (laughs) half a year later and we go to Sweden. We go to Sweden together. So I I think it's kind of like you can't get out of this relationship. I thought it was a a pretty great setup to go from that to them immediately eating mushrooms when they land. Yes. Because anybody who's ever dabbled with hallucinogens knows... You don't. The the, the rule rule one of Fight Club (laughs) is you want to be in a good place, just generally speaking. If you're in a bad place, you're about to go to a worse place. Yeah, like you have to make sure the demons are in a locked room or at bay. And and that cold open, again, it's like a callback to Hereditary, that grief scene where she's just processing the news. And it's like cut to them taking mushrooms. Maybe 60 seconds or like two minutes of screen time later, you're like, I don't know if I would be doing that just yet. Even if there is peer pressure, it's like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. Uh, Ari Aster is developing recurring themes. Three of the top ones, which we'll get to bottomless men. Men with no pants on, smashed heads, and grief. 
And people catching on fire, burning yes. alive. Yeah. Yes. So everything's here. <laughs> everything's back to play. Uh, once they once they start that initial drug trip, I knew I felt like we were in good hands. It's beautiful. It completely disorients you. We're dealing with Sweden, which isn't getting dark. It's just light all the time, and nobody knows what day it is. And it's the perfect setup for them to go into the town proper and start just absolutely just being in the middle of all just ritual upon ritual upon ritual upon ritual and and uh, several of the characters are anthropology phd uh, students which helps with some getting some of the uh exposition, all the yeah. exposition. Yeah. <laughs> lear- and so he's but he's constructed a full like culture and mini incestuous society it's very believable and and he really put a lot of effort into the details and then you have a number of people that are creating competing theses yes and so they're after information that you of course are trying to figure out what the hell is going on as well and so yes th- and that, that that setup i think works pretty well for a while the brunt of the movie basically hinges on do you find this stuff fascinating are you tickled by these obscure crazy rituals or are you bored and that's the question a man was asleep hard in our row. <laughs> that was ten minutes in. Though. Ten he minutes was asleep in. Five minutes in. He was just a tired man. He was snoring. That, that he was has very no tired. bearing on the movie. I don't right? think that had bearing on the movie. And I walked over to him. I mean, I've I've dealt with Lucas for all this time, so I was not intimidated. You're an expert. I went up to him. I I had to jab him really hard to get him to wake up, and he looked at me like. Like like Gwyneth Paltrow in that Contagion trailer, <laughs> she, he just looked at me like, <gasps> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, bro, you gotta wake up. Was bro. he alone? Because how could he someone? Was alone. Okay, alone. I was he like, was alone. I nobody kept... nudge this guy. Like, I, was I, was so glad. Glad. I was clearing my throat, and then I turned to the lodge master, and he instantly just goes. Let me take care of it. Zach him. was yes. very yes. upset. Gets up. Yeah. Hey, he didn't flinch. No, he didn't I was. Flinch. I looked over. Up, I looked over. Walks and lo- behind him. Yeah. 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 I looked and over at Lucas him. and I said, Lucas, go get that guy. Yeah. And then I was about to do it, yeah. and that's right when I saw Lodge Master. Yes. Like, I, said, yeah. I said, bro, um, you, you um, got to wake up, bro. In and his <laughs> defense, it is a surprisingly quiet film. It is very, very quiet. Well, and hence, the snoring yeah. is just very disturbing. So loud. The yeah. whole the theater, theater was yeah. breaking Oh, I'm not out. defending him. Yeah. I'm just no. saying it's an explanation. <laughs> and to his credit, he went and got some popcorn. He pepped up, and we didn't have any problems. He was with it the rest of the time. Thank God. Yeah. But, he was with it for for the uh, for all the rituals. Yeah. But BFF, were you tickled by these rituals? Because I I need to know. That's it's it's a lot's hinging on this. Very much so. Okay. I thought it was uh, the film is mostly terrific. Okay, so the rituals kind of get deeper and deeper as we go, obviously. But the first one that really sticks out as super ominous is <laughs> we've <laughs> we've heard tell that. At a certain age, people uh, aren't in the community anymore. They, they, <laughs> Mandatory they, 70, retirement. Seventy-two. They make a little c- cutting, cutting neck motion. Winter. And you, th- <laughs> yes, you think it's a joke, but it's not a joke. Uh, they, they have this big feast, and these two elder people seem to be the guests of honor. And you're just like, see, the thing about this is, you know, they're fucked. You know it. But the movie takes. It's sweet, ritualistic time, just slowly bringing you to that ultimate realization that you already knew was coming. 
they have their dinner. They all move out to this. Kind We're in of, a field for the dinner. Long tables. Yes. Uh, yeah. Two. How would you describe it? Uh, th- almost thrones that are being carried by people come to collect them. They are whisked away. Everybody goes out to this kind of desert clearing with a giant cliff overhead. And you're just like, well, them old timers are going over that cliff. And you know that <laughs> you, for about you, ten minutes. You know that it, happens. but yeah. it just it just draws it out. He it, knows that you know that that's coming, and he knows that until that happens, you're going to be waiting for it to happen. Yes. So he plays with that. It's a very I mean, interesting yeah. feeling. And the question yeah. is, what do the characters expect is going to happen? They, right. Who knows? Right. They, our heroes are pretty stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah. I would. Well, I would say. At that point, are you really? If you were there, you would. You would. That, you would automatically start asking. They're not going to do what I think they're going to do because as soon as they start okay. hiking up there, you're, you're going. I don't no. like anything. But everyone's kind of played Every, it off. And if I were, everyone would like would be like that couple that was like, "We're getting the fuck out of here." That right. was after the yeah. first person jumped. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the 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 elderly woman. Shrieks to the sky, wipes some uh, wrist blood on a totem, and flings herself over the edge, and she splats. Now these these drops are we're seeing them full frame. From yes, and I knew we would. Oh yeah. yes, and She's showing she, the entire she, she, jump. She drops like like belly flops face first on a boulder, and if that's not enough, the corpse bounces up, and the 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 skull cavity is just it's just, it's just it's like caved bu- in. a busted cantaloupe. Shaved, shades of hereditary. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And we can say she does it right. Yes. Yeah, she does. She, she did it right. She does it right. She That's does what you it should to do. completion. Yeah. So, because we are shortly going to see what happens when you do it wrong. Yeah. The man leaps from <laughs> like a pencil die. The cliff's edge. <laughs> yes, it's a yeah. pen, it's a pencil dive. You want a belly flop when you straight do. legs down. Oh. This will work out. Crack. Oh. And you see it again, full frame. You oh. see his legs crack. And this is the first time in the movie where he bellows in agony and then everybody else bellows in agony with him. There's a lot of empathetic wailing in this film that I found very soothing. I don't know. It's the family. The yes. family, whenever someone is in pain, the family surrounds them and mimics the pain so they're feeling And it is very them. soothing and I think it's yeah. a very important point. It's yes. extremely soothing too and it's to the the correct effect I think throughout the film. Yes, because it should be noted that as he is writhing in pain, they bring over a ceremonial mallet and three <laughs> three three people smash him in the head with it. Yeah. Uh, mm. so we get more smashed head goodness. And there's a couple from London that's freaking out. Our heroes are just kind of uh, in a daze. Yeah, where? <laughs> what would you guys do? Well, I'm like, if you're gonna play it real, yeah, like, play. If you're playing it real, which everything up to this point is played pretty real. I mean, <laughs> like it's it's creepy that these people, what these people are, like you know. And there's one kind of com- comic relief guy that's commenting on that a little sure. bit. But then at that point, it's like they go to a scene where they're arguing about the thesis paper. I was like, you just watched two people jump to their deaths and you're going to argue about this thesis? Well, yeah. I do I do think the, the anthropological angle helps the suspension of disbelief. It does. Because they do, and they talk you through this whole thing of the, the whole argument of, well, they might think 
putting our elderly people in a nursing home right. is really uh, horrific. And the woman says, don't leave. He should have prepared you. Like, they were happy to do this. We don't like... She explains, like, a whole philosophy and this whole kind of past life, future lives. Yeah. And, you know, the cycle of birthing and death. And you see the baby that's yet to come. Those people that just died will be reborn. And, like, so you start yes. getting this whole mythology and philosophy and that... And, and I was I was yeah. appeased. If I were there, I'd be like, hell yeah, the right, moving on. Ari Aster's definitely thought about, in my opinion, the kind of questions the audience is going to be going, but wait, what about X? What about Y? Right. And he's having the characters that are standing in for you ask those questions or the people from the community provide the answers to kind of say, okay, strap back in, you're, 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 the ride is continuing, it's, everything <laughs> right. is, is plausible within reason, like, you don't have to check out. Yeah. But I, I, think, would, yeah, I, I think. think you'd also make the point, too, that I think it's the fact that they're so, I wouldn't say okay with what they just saw, right. but the fact that they're okay enough to stay is to a thematic point of, uh, to show a certain amount of callousness and lack of empathy, because they're not there because they believe in this. They're there because no. they're for all interior motive or just they don't feel the same way that the villagers certainly feel. Because right. that's an important point for the rest of the film is that these villagers feel everything that everybody else feels. Mm, they really do. In a very specific, in a very overt manner. And these people, these Americans clearly don't. And so why they're staying is more, uh, says more about them as people as anything else. Because Christian, I think, is, is, is the best thing about Christian, I mean, at least in the first opening of the film is that he's such a modern abusive monster in that sense of like it's all gaslighting it's all passive aggressive it's all that stuff there's a sense of like this is a villain in every sense of the world without him being actually physically uh menacing but right. there's that it's there certainly and then those scenes especially after the first he's a modern ritual, beta villain absolutely yeah, yeah definitely um, you know, in ways that you really haven't seen that too much in films. Oh, no. that And that's why I think I was laughing so much. I'm like, holy shit, they nailed that guy. They really did. Yeah. <laughs> I think also, you know, the Americans are the only ones not in the traditional cl white clothing. Sure. So they stand out, and they're almost They're wearing, like, like Old Navy oh, clothes. we're guests. Yeah. We're going to observe, and we want to use this for our own We want to take pictures. We, we want to take pictures. We want to compete Theses. Right, we want to we want to be recognized for what a great thesis. Whereas these people, you're right, are feeling it, they're living it. This is their belief, and it's almost like um, a commentary on on tourism and anthropological tourism of of like how yeah a lot of Western cultures go into even though this is another Western culture they're observing. But, but without being without being shitty about it, like they're not working on their blog or something. Right. You sure, know? yeah, it's or not like over or, or, or podcast or fucking. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if these were podcasters. <laughs> oh my god, god. The shame! It would just ruin it. Like at least there's a dusting of prestige to have a thesis that you're working on. Yeah. You An know? intellectual distance. Yes, but I clock mm. that first bit of dramatic action with the the euthanasia at like one hour in because, it was deep because it takes a while for for it to kind of like kick in once they get there because you're waiting for the other shoe to drop like right off it's, the, it's right all off the bat. it's all good for a while for a good long while i mean but it's creepy like you'll get little moments like quietly my favorite one of my favorite moments of the movie is when the london couple this is before uh the cliff dive they're being kind of walked around the grounds and the man just kind of says, are we just going to ignore the bear? And then the camera pans <laughs> to the left, and there's a bear in a cage. 
And the person leading them around says, it's a bear. And then that's it. That's the last dialogue in the scene. They keep moving through. Which is how they kind of treat everything that you might be concerned about. Very matter mm-hmm. of fact. They're just like, that. Oh, that's what we do here. And know? then the it's camera pans. Game. It's all one motion. It pans across this tapestry that tells a tale of a love spell. The, the drawings are amazing. It's There's a girl like trimming her pubic hair. And it all and comes back. And then like <laughs> squatting over the floor with like menstrual blood i think it hypnotizes her her suitor her the one that she wants to put a spell on and watching that next to a stranger was was pretty special (laughs) (laughs) i believe it was um yes excellent date movie by the way first date preferably Mm. so basically everything's in the details of this movie like it puts you into a trance in a way yeah, where it's incidents of creepy it's after that just funny. build up it's kind of rosemary's baby-esque like it, it it keeps building also the wicker man too well big time yeah big time wicker man so what what would be the next big tent pole that we should discuss the, well people start disappearing people start disappearing there is established a product of incest a disabled child who creates their scripture is that correct? Or paints over their scripture? Finger paints something. <laughs> he can see clearer. He's unspoiled. And his, name is, his name is Reuben. And he's just kind of always lurking in, on the fringes, listening, watching. So just to have Reuben around, you're a little unnerved. But as people continue to explore on their own more and go maybe where they shouldn't, some disappearances start among the Americans. And and, and and then violent disappearances. And then violent disappearances. So basically, we can jump ahead to the main event, which is, what are we down to with the Americans? We're down to Danny and Christian. And there is to be a competition of some sort in which... The all of the maidens of the village dance around a, the maypole. A, a maypole, and they take another drugged drink. Everybody drinks this this hallucinogenic water, and they dance around the maypole until some just fall and puke. It's like musical chairs, but with a lot more puking. Violently banging into each Violently other. Violently banging yeah. into each other, and the last person standing is the winner. And, of course, our hero, Danny, is is the winner. She is crowned... The May Queen. The May Queen. She is crowned the May Queen. And all the while, Christian, who has another maiden who has eyes for him, she has put a spell on him by putting pubic hair into a pie and giving it to him, also hiding totems under his bed. He's aware that she has the hots for him. The elders are telling him that she is free to mate... And he has been chosen due to his astrological purity. And so you have these two, these two elements kind of bringing these two further apart. You've got the May Queen going off to bless the crops. And you've got this red-headed mystery woman beckoning Christian into this barn. And BFF, would you like to invoke the salad dragon now? <laughs> I think you should. I invoke the salad dragon. The Salad Dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. (laughs) Alright. Who wants to set this shit up? (laughs) This barn. 
Well, this this is a a cousin of the ending of Hereditary. It is. These go hand in hand. They are they companion, really they are you companion could, You could cut them yeah. together. But to me, where I really, really thought Hereditary was, was, a, was a bang on terrific debut film, but it got a little wonky at the end from where it was <laughs> at the rest of the film. Right. So I, I appreciated it, but it didn't fully land for me. Sure. Whereas this felt stitched in the cloth the whole time. This earned its stripes. Yeah, so when we are with Christian entering this, these men in beaded uh, masks lead him into the different chambers of the barn, <laughs> and the door opens, and there is the red-headed virgin like with a come-hither stare completely naked on a bed of flowers surrounded by a dozen middle-aged to senior naked women swaying behind her. Yes. And they're all kind of are they harmonizing at that point? Uh they're making they're ma- they're humming a little bit. And they're he's setting. tripping the fuck out of them. He, I mean, he, he is, has he he's has hallucinating. He has imbibed the water. Yeah. <laughs> and he 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 His was cautious. Are going all over the he place. was cautious at first. He's like, I don't want to have a bad trip, but he was assured that he wouldn't. So his pupils are out of and, control. And we get an update on the graduate, the famous graduate shot yes, under Miss, Mrs. Robinson's leg. <laughs> we get the two legs, the two knees in the uh, foreground. In the foreground of the redheaded virgin and they slowly separate. Spread. They slowly spread. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you, Lucas. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying to keep it classy. <laughs> um, and Christian is in the. Is he dropping trow at that point? He's dropping trow. A, a very, right? a very uh, yeah, like a senior level woman yeah, just she, disrobes him. She disrobes him. And he is full frontal nudity. Full frontal. Jack's Rainer. The full Kaitel. <laughs> and, and so then we begin. Yes. We begin the coitus. The women begin like earlier with any crying or screaming or agony that's mirrored. Or the, ecstasy. The orgasmic sounds are now harmonized and sung oh. by the women, oh. swing women, oh. and their touching hands. Oh. At one point, we even have a senior woman g- clasping his buttocks and pushing him into her. <laughs> I mean, it is the a moment, communal experience. The moment it's, I lost it was ostensibly her mother, maybe. She reaches out to another woman in the choir, and they clasp hands. She bends down, locks eyes with Christian. His his pupils are enormous, and she just starts singing, yeah, like right into his like face. like a Lutheran mm. hymn or something. <laughs> yeah. Which is a real, which if you think of it, think of all the ways that could just fall flat oh. on its face. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was delirious. It was yeah. deli- it, it, it the you could tell. I think the audience was on the ride. The audience I mean, was there. Was, yeah, it was there. It, it, the scene for people that haven't seen it, to me, it would be kind of like how crazy it is the first time they have they go to like the birthing center in The Handmaid's Tale, sure. and they have that whole setup. Um, it's a ritual that everybody there knows about, but you don't know. Right. So <laughs> it's like that. But mixed with performance art and 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 like you know, it's just on a whole other level. Um, and the whole time, it, Ruben, yes. the Oracle, is sleeping in his bed, but right. with his eyes open. Right. <laughs> and and Danny, 
is returning from her May Queen rituals. And she hears the lusty chorus. And she says, I, I have to, she knows something's wrong instantly. She goes, she peeks in the eye hole, and she's just so distraught. She goes out, she pukes. The women take her into her <laughs> barn, and then she's screaming. An amazing they mirror scene. the screams. An amazing Best scene. Best scene in the movie. Yeah. All the women are crouched down and grieving. Danny will let out a wail, and they'll respond louder. And they push it. They push it all out. It's so absolutely cathartic. I can't describe primal scream it was amazing yeah. it was amazing i couldn't i couldn't believe what i was seeing i was rocking in my seat i'm like i'm there with her i'm like get it out girl you <laughs> need right. to get it out and so she does then it is up to her to decide there's a, there's a lot more sacrifices that need to be made nine <laughs> sacrifices many of which have already been done a couple yeah. of the friends have been uh dispatched and stuffed with grass <laughs> But it's important to, to mention that the Americans were brought there for this reason. Yes, yeah. yes. This was not coincidental. No. no. Uh, Pele, their their Swedish friend, <laughs> was a little devious. Yeah. But he remains likable. Even he does. <laughs> even yeah. They they do a good job of selling the rationale behind everything. Yes. I think. Yes. And so. And there's also sorry. There is a there is a yellow a Swedish yellow barn in the center of the property that you may not go may to not, it's and forbidden so, it's forbidden and so therefore we know we're headed there at yes, some point we know yeah. we're probably there at the end and and so it goes yes that the stuffed sacrifices are in this swedish a-frame a-frame yeah. uh, temple barn yeah and she is faced with the choice of sending her troubled boyfriend christian to his death or another tribute that uh is drawn by lottery. And she's adorned in an incredibly bright, like, flower. Oh, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's an yeah, incredible covered, costume. Yeah. What a costume this, this, it, this, that she's Absolutely wearing. covered in flowers. And we know her other choice was going to be. Like, <laughs> we know what's coming. Yeah. But we don't know how he will be adorned <laughs> for his final resting place. And that's when it becomes full-scale Wicker Man. Yeah. The bear has been killed, uh, hopefully uh, humanely. An elder is teaching the young ones how to disembowel it, while Christian, who has been incapacitated, numbed. sits there watching. He can't move, he can't speak. They basically stuff him into the cavity of the bear corpse and set him in the middle of the temple as <laughs> the guest bear of honor. And... They light the place on fire, and everybody just watches it burn. One man begins to scream in agony, and everybody just flips out. They're happy. They're sad. They're screaming. They're just they're just letting it all out. There's and an incredible shot of Danny in her flower amazing. dress, mm -hmm. screaming yeah. with the uh, temple ablaze behind her. That's like you know. I'll never forget that. That is one. That is an incredible image that could only be from this movie. Like, yes. Yeah. Like Yodorovsky is is yeah. clapping somewhere tonight. Yeah. Like, there was he was definitely felt. Oh, he evening. was he was in there. Yeah. 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 So and then God, they, they just leave you. And I I for one, I was just like, oh thank God. 
I'm done. I couldn't have taken one more minute of it. Important to point out, however, that Danny goes from abject mm. horror in watching this to contentment to yes. well, euphoria. Beaming. beaming. Yeah, she, absolutely euphoric at the end. She has found her home and has found her family, and mm. we know that she will be there forever. And I thought her performance was amazing. Like She's incredible. It's, She's the best performer. It's really very tough. Florence Pugh, is that her name? I think so. It's very tough. There's so much grief in media nowadays, and it can be so boring if handled poorly. Boring at best, offensive at worst. Because you you could turn on somebody so easily for just being a sad sack. And she is grieving hardcore throughout this entire movie, but I was always rooting for her, somehow. You know? I'm like, I hope you get over it. The guy who was trying to break up with her became her only family left, and yeah. he was not a good family member to her. And he just—he was just biding his time until he could leave. And know, throughout, so. they're yeah. just saying, you know, you got to let go. You got to let go of possessions. None of that matters. And she finally got the memo, and it was bear time. Let's go to them midsummer bones. <laughs> I'm sensing a strange energy for Brother Bishke, but let's start with Brother LT. What do you got? What do you got going on back there? Well, you know, I kind of feel the same way about Hereditary as I, as I do about Midsommar, um, <laughs> which is, like, I want to like it more, and I, like, I think I gave Hereditary, like, a lower bone count, but then after talking to my BFF, I, like, revised it because... And now your BFF's here. Usually yeah. we yell at you. We're like, what, what riddles does he contain? <laughs> But he's right here. But my, my major issue with both films is the runtime. Like, okay. I, I really am such a story fanatic. You are. You know, I like to have story and, and conflict and drama. And I do like it to progress. And I like the stakes to go up. And I like, yeah, the screws to tighten and to get, like, yeah, more and more, um, you know, uh, crazy as it goes along. But... The first half, I was totally on, like, the first hour until those two people jump, it's like, wow, like, you've got me. But then by, like, the, the last 30 minutes, I was I was kind of like, I kind of think I know where this is going. And when it ended, like, The Wicker Man, I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I kind of felt a little crestfallen. And They gave um, you a Wicker Man special. Yeah. I, I was hoping for, like, you know, a, a 2001 a Space Odyssey ending where, pe- like, it's just a mass hallucinogenic trip or something you know, from the POV of, of the May Queen. It wasn't? I mean, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But, uh, you I, wanted I, it I even just, trippier. Yeah. Like you just, wanted the drugs to be a little harder. Just give me something crazy. Um, but that being said, I give it uh, two and a half bones. There he is. There's, there's the LT. There's the LT we know and love. Yeah. Technically solid. Sounds like somebody that fell asleep during the last half, but... We'll, we'll take you anywhere. No, you know what, actually? I had a problem with, with them burning uh, Christian in the bear suit because, like, they didn't give us, like, a reaction shot of him finally succumbing to it. They kind of held it on high, and then when he was, like, dead, they cut down. And, it, like, I don't know, it didn't, it didn't seem as He couldn't move. Pa- didn't seem as powerful. I know, but you could still, you could have shot, like, his eyes, like, the moment of realization where, you know, the flames are about to, to lick him. Fair enough. It would have felt cheap. It well, would have felt cheap because it's not about him. I think so too. Like uh, that's that's the feeling I got was, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> like it's about her. We get we get her face. You know, like that's the face we need in that scene. Brother Zach, 
What do you got? Well, um, <laughs> there is no doubt that this guy just gave us a movie that no one has ever seen anything like before. Yeah. So Except for The Wicker Man. Well, but it's even, better than Wicker <laughs> yeah, Man. Yeah, I know. I whether know. or not, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are. We can spot <laughs> Wicker Man, Yodorowsky, like we can Rosemary's the Baby, Village, we can, we, the, whatever. Uh. I mean, we can spot influences. <laughs> the way this, the the world that he that he created, the detail he constructed, him and the, I mean, no doubt, not just him, the production designer, the costume designer, the sound designer, like the team that put this movie together, yes. did. A hell of a job, truly. Like, it was really w- incredibly realized. And we have to say, like, how fucking cool is A24 that they... I mean, obviously they believe in the guy, and his first film did well. But, like, this is a crazy-ass movie, and it's playing in the AMC. This is the weirdest we fucking thing. We saw this like, at the City Walk. <laughs> you know, across and, from Bubba Gump Shrimp. Right. I mean, God bless <laughs> that a movie bubble. this strange and ballsy and kind of disturbingly sexual and violent in ways that are interesting and not just gratuitous exists for the masses. That's cool as hell. So... All that said, I'm already like on my way with all that. Right. He's and he's an, he's clearly a talented filmmaker. I have to side a little bit with LT in that the dark I, side. In like the back half, the back third of the movie, I knew where it was going. I kind of didn't care anymore about the couple mm-hmm. because he. It was so obvious they needed to be away from each other. Like I felt bad for him because he was, you know, he's about to just get used and like for tossed seed. away. It's three bones for me. Three bones. It's, from a, it's, 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 it's really extraordinary. I just there there was a level yet to be reached. Maybe that's where he's going next. But I I feel like this this guy's clearly a filmmaker to be Mid-summer reckoned with. Summer too. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's Bro- right. Brother Bishke, um, you've been curiously silent. You've been rubbing your head. <laughs> what happened? No, I'm going to echo some sentiments of, of brother, uh, brother Lucas. Oh, shit. Uh, I do think this guy has visual talent, but in terms of a, a storyteller, I mean, like like you said, like it's either are you with the rituals or do you find them boring? And, so, and I'm not going to lie, like after two hours of rituals... Your Nordic descent didn't lock you, you in? I mean... You're wearing a Vikings hat. No, skull all the way... <laughs> But I, I just, I, I grew a little tired of, you know, shaking the hands and, <laughs> and, and different little things like that. And where I really wanted to be, I guess, you know, in terms of the story, to be on just her and her kind of going through it. Like, you think of Rosemary's Baby. You're mm-hmm. in Mia Farrow's That's fair. world and going through you don't this. Care any about, don't care, you don't care don't, about these other yuck yucks. I don't care about these yuck yucks and their thesis projects <laughs> and finding out, you know, the mythologies you know that I didn't really understand you know that being said like I, I thought the opening was incredibly strong it did fizzle for me but still some incredible imagery throughout so I'm gonna bump it up a little bit over hereditary which I think I gave two bones Jesus I'll Christ. give this two and a half bones all right BFF the scale is woof to four bones mm-hmm. um, you may be aware brother LT may have pounded the video hound uh, guidelines into your head over the years. I threw them shits out the window. <laughs> and that is that is I, your that is your right as well. I I tend to go more emotional with my bones. LT is a stickler. 
He's very... Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, for instance, Three Bones, you have to recommend to a family you member. You have to and, do it. No, you don't. No, you don't. I'm not going to tell my, no, like, that is family, where I, go I, see Midsummer. No, this is where I come like, down what? again and again with you. I, I, I know, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. Don't fight in front of the BFF But guy. I'm just no, saying, no, there's some amazing <laughs> films that I would never recommend to a family member. I don't that I would consider Who classics. recommends movies to their family members? Hey, can I say that I took my mom to go see this last night? Oh! <laughs> Shut us right up. Okay, BFF, the floor is yours. Well, you know, I was going to say, it, it, it's interesting, the talk of POV, not to jump ahead, but the, I think I'm a big, big, big fan of this guy, but POV is definitely a problem he's had. I preferred Hereditary to this slightly, primarily because as obliquely as Hereditary gets to where it's trying to go... I felt like my read on the film as I'm watching it was clearer. Mm. Where this, in this case, I have a sense that this is about grief and healing, and the the point being is that you cannot grieve and heal in isolation. Mm. Meaning, she's mm-hmm. definitely isolated from her boyfriend, all that stuff. And so, in a community, she gets to heal all that stuff. And I agree with you that in this film, once we sort of necessarily move away from her point of view, you tend to lose a bit of momentum. In sort of the same way that Hereditary, for so much of the film, the point of view is from Tony Collette's perspective, and then all of a sudden you go to The Sun, right. which is a weird jump, but you kind it's of... A big, it's a very, very noticeable jump. It too. is, but I mean, I kind of forgive because I think Hereditary is so much about grief as it relates to schizophrenia, blah, 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 all that stuff. Right. I also agree with Zach. I would say that the thing about Midsommar, as Lucas says... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is that the length is there, I think, for a reason. I think a lot of it wouldn't work if it was 90 minutes. Mm. But I will say that while shocking in many respects, it's never unexpected. And so at some point, you're kind of hoping maybe for a new wrinkle to sort of shake up what's expected to happen. It never really comes. They show you things that are very interesting and provocative, but it's never terribly... Surprising, right? I guess surprising would be the word. So, all this said, I mean, again, again to Zach's point, I mean, you guys saw it here. I came in because I saw it late last night, and I, you know, caught the last forty minutes, you know, with you guys. But you know, I saw it across the street from the Fuddruckers. You know, and so it's like the fact that this movie exists, yes, uh, whether you like it or not, is a wonderful thing. To Bone, win, bones it going is up. absolutely. So, out of four, yes. I'd give Hereditary three and a half. I give this three, just under three and a half is what I would give. There you go. So between three and three and a half. What would your mom give it if you could translate her reaction into Bones? She enjoyed it. She likes it when I take her to weird movies. Love it. The last movie <laughs> nice. I took her to was Suspiria remake, oh, which wow. she loved. Bless wow. you, mom. Which we both loved. Mom's got of course, good mom Mom's great. Uh, but no, she enjoyed it. That's He's great. The great son. Three bones for mom. Yeah, she she would give it three bones. That's great. It's awesome. Well, thank you for that thoughtfully rendered verdict. I'm going to go emotional with these bones. I share completely this viewpoint that there were not really any surprises. I pretty much had the whole scenario pegged. <laughs> like, not the details, but the broad strokes. But I'm also really into cults. And will probably end up either leading one or being in one someday. So... I enjoyed just the ritualistic aspect. It didn't bother me that as much that it didn't take twists and turns because, again, the length of it, too, everything just felt inevitable. It's like sometimes if you take some of these hallucinogenic drugs, you see death, rebirth, death, rebirth on a quick loop. And I was getting that vibe a lot, too. And I was just kind of tuning into that. I was at peace. And by the time they were on the floor... 
all the women were helping her just scream out her grief. I'm just like, yes, this feel every step feels correct to me. So I don't know. I gotta go three and a half. I don't think I don't think it's a perfect film by any means, but I was smiling through the whole fucking thing. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And I was laughing through probably a straight hour of it. So do you think this movie's gonna make money? Oh God, no. Mm-hmm. No. No. I, no. What it's do you too think? Long. It's too what long. do you think the cinema score is gonna be on this? Thing? F. You think F? Of course. Mm. Hereditary was F, or like D minus or whatever it was. It was. Yeah. yeah. Hereditary is far more watchable than this. As much as we'd want the audience to be there with us, I don't know that they were. I mean, I was. It's pretty. I saw people on their phones and. yeah. Yeah. Omniscient editorial note Midsummer received a C plus cinema score. Look, it's no Veronica. (laughs) No, it's not. But maybe on the next one. Yes. BFF, thank you so much for coming out and joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Maybe we will get to tempt you out again someday. Of course. Uh, If if the movie is of a certain pedigree, if you're uh, up for it, or if you feel emotional about something that you see on the coming soon slate. I mean, I was all geared up for palms, but you guys just ignored me. (laughs) (laughs) You missed palms, but just keep in touch with LT. Anything that you are even remotely tickled by and would like to uh, discuss further in the Prius, we are at your disposal, sir. Can't wait. Sounds great. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. This is great. And uh, Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. Skull. Skull Midsummer. And... (laughs) Oh, man. So much love and so much light to y'all. Bright light. Bright, sunny light. Have a good one, guys. Peace. Everybody's got a black book in case of emergency. In case the sun is shining at the beach and the honey's out right to play. The cool boy's just watching all the pretty moves you make. Fronting in the sun, chilling for the one lover that you want to take home. Here we go. Lo and behold, in the dark, there was my BFF.